pull up a bar stool. All right, I am ready to admit something. And I was wrong. Now, how I was wrong uh, related to Facebook is a, a long story and it's a journey because I don't believe I was originally wrong not to defend myself. Um, I think Facebook and the algorithm initially made sense. Even the way Facebook was applying it made sense. But they've had years and years and years, yeah, lots of years, to adjust and see what they were doing wrong and, and use the algorithm for good, and they have done the complete opposite. This is my mea culpa. I'm going to talk a bit about how I don't know uh, what mea culpa means. No, it's my fault. But I'm going to talk about kind of the, the journey to this point of realization uh, but also how Facebook's overcomplicating this whole thing and what they can do instead. We're going to talk about it. So grab a beer, grab a drink if you don't have one already. I've got something. I'll tell you what it is here in a minute. It's my last beer in the fridge. And then just sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Yeah, admittedly a bit of a scary day because I knew I wanted to record a podcast today. Went and checked out my fridge and I thought I was out. And then I found a Sam Adams porch rocker, le lemon rattler. A rattler? Kind of buried back in the corner. And I don't know if a porch rocker, kind of a summer beer, makes sense as we get into the colder months. But that's what we're rolling with. So, I don't know, if you followed me for a while, I've been doing this for a long time. I fell in love with the Facebook platform back in 2007 when I was exposed to it for the first time. I uh, got to reconnect because I, I moved around a lot as a kid. And there were so many people from my childhood I, I expected I would never see or hear from again. And to be able to reconnect with them was amazing. And it was a big part of why I fell in love with the platform. I've said it before, that it was during my time with the, the National Basketball Association. So I also got a sense of how you can use it for business. It ultimately led me to this point where once I had been laid off a couple times, it's like, what was I comfortable talking about? What was I comfortable doing? It, I kept coming back to Facebook. Um, so... You you could could have made the argument from you know day one that I was kind of a Facebook fanboy. I defended myself in in that respect a few times. Uh, defended Facebook quite a bit, honestly, and gave Facebook the benefit of the doubt along the way because uh, I saw so much good that came from the platform. Um, now that said. I, I, I've definitely had my reservations more and more over the last five years or so. And I can't ignore the fact that I've also got uh, the potential conflict, conflict of interest, and that Facebook is kind of my moneymaker. This is what I talk about. I can't just completely abandon it. But I can criticize Facebook, and um, I should. 
I've got to come out more with my with my concerns because maybe we can do something about it before I actually abandon it completely. And I think part of it for me is as well is that Facebook isn't the only problem. Um, not to make excuses for Facebook, but while Facebook is probably most guilty uh, of some of the things we're going to talk about, you can make some of the same arguments just across social media generally. Social media, while certainly being a source of some good, um, is creating a lot of problems for, for us as well these days. So that's kind of the background on this. And it really, for me, the focus here is the algorithm itself and how Facebook could have used the algorithm for good. I think initially they were going in that direction. Um, I thought it made a whole lot of sense. And then something went off the tracks, whether it's greed, whether it's money influence, whether it's being bought off. I don't know what it was, but it's messed up. (laughs) Let's talk about that. I'm going to get a drink. And we're going to talk about the beginning. Cheers. So jumping my time machine, I think I got into, like when I had to start my business, I got into it at the perfect time. First of all, it was a matter of um, early, early days. So 2011 and in 2011, people were so spoiled thinking that we should reach our entire audience at all times. Like, if you liked my page and I, I publish a post, you should see it, damn it, which I just found to be the most ridiculous thing. Um, so, I, But it came down to this was our first – this is this is partly Facebook's fault when we first realized there was an algorithm. So first of all, there was a matter of the news feed, right? News feed changed to this feed of like, oh, showing stuff that's popular and – you know, not necessarily showing you things in chronological. So that happened. Um, and then there was a matter of Facebook started showing you how many people saw your post as, as a page, page manager. And the big freak out, do you remember this? Back in 2012, so nine years ago, was a, a number came out. I, I can't even tell you who published it, if this came from Facebook, which I doubt, but I'm not sure, that only 16% of your fans, that's what we called them back then, would see your post uh, when you published on average. Of course, it's an average. And of course, there are exceptions, but, uh, and maybe it wasn't even average. It might might have even been like, you know, whatever pages were involved in the study. And people freaked out. Back then, we called it edge rank. It was basically the algorithm that helped determine who saw what. And I get, it made a ton of sense to me. Like, look, if you've got a just fire hose of information, you want it to be as valuable to people as possible. Um, you don't, it doesn't mean they shouldn't ever be able to see certain stuff, but you want to highlight certain things that they're most likely to care about. Makes sense. And it also came down to Facebook or a user shows Facebook what they like and what they don't on a regular basis. Simply by did they did they look at this thing? Like it was in their newsfeed. 
Did they just scroll on by like real quick? Or did they stop and read it? Like you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to like it. You don't have to comment or share. Facebook knows if you stopped. They know if you just clicked on it and then a click that didn't leave leave your um leave your scent on it, whatever that means. Um, where it wasn't obvious to the outside world that that you clicked it. So it makes sense if you're over, over the course of time showing Facebook which people and pages you'll actually care to stop and read and maybe even comment on. And I don't even remember when the like button came around for posts. Like it, share it, whatever. It would make sense that you would see more from that person or that page. It would make sense that Facebook would take that as information to help them know if this post is is interesting to people. Um, again, you start from the basics, just that they stopped and that they read it. Not necessarily that it was controversial, but they cared about it. It grabbed their attention. Okay? So starting from the beginning, it all made sense. Firehose. Probably not going to be that effective long term. We got to make sure if we got if we're going to keep coming people coming back every day, they're going to start with seeing the stuff that they're most likely to engage with because they've shown Facebook that they've engaged with before. That's where it started, but then some stuff happened. Drink time. Cheers. So the big problem, not surprising, was marketers. Right? Um, you had an algorithm. And um, the favored certain stuff. And marketers are like, wait, Facebook favors this certain stuff. I am getting screwed over by Facebook because I'm only reaching 16% of my fans. I got to do something about this. I'm going to use clickbait. I'm going to use engagement bait. Do you remember when it was like, if you did text updates, that that supposedly got more reach? I think there might have been some proof to that. So everybody was doing text updates. Every, every every page was with like an ugly URL in it instead of doing like the usual URL uh, preview, um, thumbnail preview. In other words, images were supposed to be best. Markers ruin everything. That's our history. That's what happens. So the algorithm, in a sense, was needed to account for that, account for the fact that marketers were manipulating it to try to get around um, their 16% and reach more people. So and they, they, there's a big thing about, you know, not using engagement bait and clickbait and wanting authentic behavior. And man, it's like, yeah, I was on board with that. 100%. Go for it. In theory, this was all good. This was the algorithm behaving as it should you know um, they started with the vision of how it works some people manipulated it facebook's gonna have to respond to that and they did but something along somewhere along the line something went wrong for whatever reason like just within the past year they supposedly made another algorithm update to do something about um clickbait like what you did this like seven years ago. Why, why is this still happening? But for whatever reason, Facebook began to look the other way on engagement bait. 
and clickbait. Facebook looked the other way on misinformation, which was, oh my God, come on. And I, you couldn't help but start to back away from any support you have for Facebook because they could. Th- this is stuff they could do. They could control this stuff. But it became clear that Facebook benefited from this stuff. They benefited from misinformation. And they benefited from uh, people using clickbait and engagement bait um, because it got people more involved um, on the platform and kept them there. I'm sure they did studies where they had cleaned up news feeds that punished engagement bait and clickbait and even misinformation and saw they weren't spending as much time on those posts and on Facebook. So that was the start of the problem. But honestly, I think there, there is one very important development that happened, and I believe it was 2017, that is a source of um, many of their issues now. And at least something that came out uh, from, whether it's whistleblowers or other people working who used to work with Facebook. But I need a drink before we talk about that. Cheers. So back in the day, uh, you can only like a post. Then Facebook decided they'd roll out reactions. So in addition to like, it could love, support, you know, that hug one. Haha, it's funny, angry, sad. I think that's all of them. Um, one problem, though, first of all, was how people use them. And most often, oh, it just made it so easy to troll, right? So, for example, if something was meant to be serious and people used the ha-ha, <laughs> that's a really quick and easy way uh, to mock somebody, belittle them, um, when something wasn't meant to be funny. So the pro- so so Facebook also used these reactions for bad. And what, what just came out in this this recent article, uh, let me let me find where it came from from the Washington Post. You get so basically uh, you get it's like a point system, the way this is described. And you get five points for I think any of those emotional responses. Only one point for a like. So five times as much weight by providing an emotional response. So Facebook used it for bad. Facebook valued emotional reactions like angry. It could be the ha-ha, but ha-ha in theory sounds great, but not if it's being used to troll somebody, which honestly, that's where I see it all the time. And it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, to watch. Uh, so, emotional, and as a result of this, if, if you weight that that way in determining what goes into a news feed, what goes at the top, all of a sudden everything changes. Emotional, controversial posts were, were seen as good. Controversial posts that inspired emotion were shown more often. 
So it could com be complete BS. You could be sharing something with, with an intention of getting an emotional response. Maybe you know it's false even, but you're going to get an emotional response. Um, it inspired publishers to share that stuff more often. And when you respond with that angry or that ha-ha, guess what? That Facebook doesn't take that to mean you don't want to see that stuff. Facebook thinks you want to see those posts because guess what? You're going to engage with them. And you're going to keep seeing with seeing them. And you're going to keep probably saying you're angry or you're going to keep, you know, trolling them. The problem with this, it's not to say that um, this is somehow new, that if you want to be seen more, uh, that, that you, you should be controversial. That's always been the case. Here's the problem. Controversial posts already would have had been a strategy on Facebook or in social media generally to get attention, to get engagement without the algorithm. But you use an algorithm to say it's five times more engaging, more valuable because someone said they were angry than just because they liked it. All of a sudden, that algorithm multiplied the benefits of being controversial. It was already a bit controversial if you want to get shown. Probably already a strategy some would say you should use. Now it's multiplied because Facebook benefits. That provides benefits for you. I, I also see, so I see this a lot on any kind of um, ser uh, serious post. I mean, it could be political, it could be social, uh, any of those, those types of stories in my newsfeed get tons of angry and ha-has because of these are people who disagree with whatever is happening. Stuff that can seem completely innocent and stuff that would seem like no one can disagree with this gets angry and ha-has. But also, um, you see, I see it in my news, my news tab on my phone where Facebook recommends news. Not stuff that I follow, but they think I'd be interested in. Oh my God. Have you looked at that stuff? It's just clickbait heaven. There was a, a post I saw the other day that took a quote out of context. Um, I think it was from, so look, I'm a Packers fan. So anyone overseas doesn't know what I'm, a whole lot I want to talk about, but American football. Packers fan, and there was a post about the Vikings, and the Vikings are a dumpster fire, which is awesome. And I think there was a quote from Kirk Cousins, their quarterback, that said something about how maybe coaches shouldn't coach anymore. Some coaches shouldn't coach anymore, suggesting that their head coach sucks or something, right? And I clicked on the link. That's, that was the headline. Clicked on the link, and I read the quote. I'm like, What? It was just basically about players should decide if they want to play, coaches decide if they want to coach. It's like this general statement about being committed and winning games. There was zero controversy from what how I read it. But clickbait heaven shown as the number one article recommended to me. And that's kind of crap I see in there all the time. It's from like 
like this is the stuff in the news tab from sources that aren't like these aren't journalistic uh they're not following journalistic uh uh standards at all like why why are we showcasing this no respectable reporter would i hope write headlines like these and this is what facebook facebook intentionally showcases these things they they make a decision to decide what shows up in that news tab this isn't just algorithmically based they choose who shows there and they encourage it they encourage that behavior and it kind of sucks so we're going to talk a little bit about what the path forward is i think i've got something for you let's take a drink cheers I don't want to sound like a snowflake in all this, okay? In that, like, oh, you know, let's just make sure that every post has a happy ending and we're all nice to people and there's no... Con- that, that's not what this is about. Facebook is amplifying uh, controversy. And they, they love it if you're angry about stuff. They love it. If you're mocking stuff, they're going to keep showing that kind of content. That, that, they love, no matter what they say, they love misinformation. They love clickbait. They love um, engagement bait because it's good for their bottom line. More engagement, it, all that stuff inspires more engagement on their website. They know that. They need people to stay on the website. That's how they make money. That's how they're able to serve ads to people because if people stopped visiting Facebook or as often as they do, if they weren't as addicted, suddenly they lose ad distribution possibilities. They lose money. So what's the path forward? I don't know. I I might be oversimplifying this. I'm not a developer, Uh, so let me preface this. But I think their original plan wasn't all that far off base. Now, it's a matter of, do we need to have someone who stands over Facebook to make sure they implement this plan? I don't know. But you can have an algorithm without encouraging and rewarding controversy and misinformation. No matter what Facebook says. I know that they did some stuff regarding covid and the election like you can just completely remove that crap like you don't have to just throw a warning on it the warnings i think actually made people engage with it more whatever you can create an algorithm though now this this is going to sound a little bit like um like flowers and butterflies but just imagine for a moment if you if you click that reaction that you love something or you provide support, isn't that the kind of stuff you probably want to see more of? And right now, Facebook sees that as being equal to anything that makes you angry. And I, I think that's got it kind of backwards, you know? So if we want to have positive feelings, not that it's always got to be that way, but you... I, I, there's a way to to actually address that too. Now, you don't necessarily have to overvalue the love. Like you don't. I, I think that using reactions in general is a mistake. I really do. 
because I feel like nothing really good has come from that, or very little good has come from that. Um, I think it's great when someone shares a sad story, something bad happened to them. So for me, who's not really expressive, it's a good way to just choop, love, support, sad, one of those, show that I care, right? Uh, maybe a shortcut. But beyond that, I just feel like, because the one thing I always see in my news feed, it's like of, of people trolling, right? I don't even have to read the comments and I see trolling and it sucks. But anyway, neither here nor there. I think maybe it would be a good idea to allow the, the publisher to in, indicate where the post is meant to be funny in the first place. Maybe I'm overthinking that, but it's like, I think that could determine whether that haha is is a valuable response in the first place. Or if it's just people trolling it. But there's some, look, this kind of crap. Facebook has the people. Facebook has the engineers, the programmers. This stuff shouldn't be that hard. Like I can't even tell you how many how many times on my page I've received this obviously spammy, scammy post about how I violated terms and they tagged me along with like hundred other people. And if you don't click this link and provide my my firstborn and credit card number, that my page is gonna get shut down. And like it's it follows the same model every time and they like they claim to be Facebook support, which they're not. Like if Facebook can't even eliminate that garbage, which could be you'd think easily auto detected and then wipe those people away. I it just it just it baffles me. But actually do something about stuff like that. Actually do something about clickbait and engagement bait. Do something about the misinformation. Make it so it's you're not rewarded for spreading misinformation, which you still are. You can make Facebook and Instagram a platform for good. The people actually, it's not an addiction to be there. Uh, they actually enjoy it. They feel better about themselves for being there. We've heard a lot about how this is creating bad feelings for kids um, who use Instagram. I mean, I can tell you, I get very little positive enjoyment out of surfing my newsfeed these days as an adult because it's all these emotions pulling at you. You're being manipulated. It sucks. In the Instagram side, I can understand because it's all about, you know, sharing images of yourself and all these perfect situations, using filters, trying to act like you are someone you're not, feeling like that's what you got to be. How many likes did I get? How many people commented? How many do they like me? You know, for kids, come on. I get it. The bottom line is that Facebook has the ability to make Facebook and Instagram a better place for all of us. And it isn't necessarily by doing more. Sometimes it's just like all the stuff I said, the bottom line is this. Like if all you did was focus on did somebody 
uh, skip over this post or do they actually stop to read it? And that's the way you measure whether something was valuable. I think that's, that's success right there. Because that at least sends a signal that you care, that you're interested in this thing. Like if all I do is skip over your crap, I don't want to see your stuff. I don't. <laughs> Maybe I just said we're friends or I'm going to follow you or I'm going to, I like, like your product to be nice. I don't want to see your content, right? That doesn't mean I need to say I'm angry about something to show I want to see your content because honestly, that probably means I don't want to see your content. But the Facebook has all the tools in front of them. Um, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt anymore because when you're making announcements in 2021 that you're going to do something about clickbait and you did that same thing back in 2014 and we're still seeing clickbait, this stuff ain't that hard. Some of this stuff is so easily detectable. You're a billion-dollar company. I don't know. I don't even. I don't have context of zeros. How many how many zeros we're talking about? There's so much you can do for good. All right, that's that's my soapbox for the day. Um, I've I've got more in my beer glass than I would like to admit, so it may need a couple gulps here. Hold on. Last call. I've still I've still got some beer Simon skills from college. I probably won't feel good later. But anyway, so, you know, I started this with, and it's been going rattling around my brain for a while. Um, it is a difficult place to be when it's a conflict. It's, it's a, I fully admit it, that um, considering Facebook is kind of my um, a source of revenue, to basically tear it down and say, this is garbage, uh, isn't an easy thing to do, but it needs to be said. And I hope more people do it. Um, I, I envision a Facebook, an Instagram, a metaverse, social media, internet. They can be used for good. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean policing the hell out of it, but I think we've created enough I mean, the algorithms that we've created aren't good enough. I think they probably go too far in some cases. We can do more. We can do better. That's all I've got. So thanks for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed it. If you got any thoughts on it, I'd love to hear what you think. You can drop me a, a message at john at johnloomer.com. Oh, burp. I won't burp back at you, I swear. But, uh, Hope you enjoyed this today. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready for the weekend. Hope you have a good one as well. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.